0: Amen to that. Um, I don't think I introduced myself before. I'm Pastor Greg here with Pastor Jeff at Elmhurst CRC. This is a great day because Jesus is alive, and it underscores what the Bible teaches from beginning to end, that God, our God, is the God of life. Here's a difficult reality. Life, (laughs) life is hard. It's hard to create It's hard to nurture, it takes time, it takes affection, it takes patience to bring life into being, but destruction and tearing things down, that's quick and easy. Just think about the cars in the back line of this parking lot, how much research and design went into each of those cars how much human creativity how much manual labor how much technology just to assemble a single car and if you've ever totaled a car how easy is it in just the blink of an eye to wreck a car to stop it from working it's hard to build things up it is so easy and quick to tear things down think of a hundred year old oak tree if you have a working chainsaw, you can fire that thing up. In the matter of a few minutes, you can fell a mighty tree. How long does it take to grow a 100-year-old oak tree? Doug Bardoff is right on it. 100 years. 100 years. <laughs> so much time and patience and air and sunlight and water for 100 years. Destruction is easy, but bringing things to life is hard. When I was in the seventh and eighth grade, I participated in my school's Science Olympiad team. This is back in the olden days. Science Olympiad was brand new back in the 80s. Um, I was not the brightest light on my school's team, so I did not qualify for the chemistry or the physics team. I got to do leaf identification. (laughs) And uh, with my friend Kevin, they made us a bridge-building duo. So the idea in Science Olympiad is, out of toothpicks, you need to build some kind of suspension bridge. And back in the day, it had to suspe- sustain like a minimum weight, and then they would keep adding more weight until it just broke. So your bridge was going to die one way or the other. We mainly goofed off after school during Science Olympiad time. But we thought a little bit, and over the course of a couple months, we settled on a design, the Warren Truss Bridge, which is a series of triangles. We made a few prototypes. They never worked. But a couple weeks before we made our trip to the University of Michigan, we actually got a bridge to sustain the minimum uh, weight. A few little tweaks. My friend Kevin took it home, got a call from him very early in the morning on the day that we were supposed to take the trip to University of Michigan. He was like, dude, horrible thing happened. There was an accident our bridge is missing a few pieces. It might have been my sister, might have been my cat. All these years later, I don't know what broke our bridge, but uh, my mom brought me over to his house. We, you can only use certain kinds of glue, not quick dry glue, not gorilla glue. So we slapped on some like Elmer's glue, tried to put it back together. Couple hour trip to the University of Michigan. The Science Olympiad judge puts our bridge out and he kind of looks at us like, what are you guys even doing? Your bridge is wet. Like, did you just make this thing? Puts not even the minimum weight on, but half the weight on, and our bridge just collapsed like it was made of toothpicks. It took us weeks and months to get to that point, and just one little cat accident took out a whole bridge. It is so hard to build something, to construct something, and so easy to break something or tear it down. The reality of Easter does not deny this principle of life that touches every single cell in the universe. But what Jesus did on Easter Sunday morning is to work with that principle and redeem it, to actually take this Destruction is easy idea, and flip it totally upside down. Instead of mere destruction, God says through Jesus, I can use sickness and betrayal and disease and death and destruction as the very stuff that will bring about more life in the end. That sounds like a miracle. Jesus put it this way in John chapter 24. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only one single seed. But if it dies there in the ground, it can grow up and produce so many seeds. Friends, if you go home today and plant a sunflower seed in your garden with some time and air and water and sunlight that single sunflower seed can grow up four or six or eight feet tall into multiple sunflower plants, and on the head of each sunflower, there will be 2,000 or more seeds. How can that one single seed that you plant in the ground, just with a little time and affection, turn into thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds? This seems like a miracle. This is not just for biology, friends. Jesus says that just like that happened, because God put my life in the ground, the same thing is going to happen for the souls and the bodies and the spirits of human beings. Does that even seem possible? This is what God is planning for each of us, for the life of the world. This is the real surprise of Easter, that it seems like something dead is just going in the ground, but that God uses that raw material to bring about real life, first for Jesus, and then for you, and then for the whole world. No one saw this coming, by the way. Karin and Kara read earlier from Luke chapter 24. Here's just a few more words. This is the angel speaking to the first women at the tomb. The angel said, The Son of Man had to be crucified, and then on the third day be raised again. That's this principle at work. First, death and in the ground, and then abundance of life. And then the women remember Jesus' words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 disciples and then to others, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them, catch this, like nonsense. If there's a part of you, even a small percentage, that even on a beautiful Easter Sunday morning, finds this hard to believe, that maybe this story is nonsense, you are in good company, quite frankly. You are not alone. Jesus' closest friends and disciples could not believe that this was true. It's one thing to wreck a car. It's one thing to wreck some drywall. It's one thing to cut down a tree. But when you wreck a relationship a closer intimate friendship it truly feels like that thing cannot come back and that is what had happened for Jesus closest friends they had denied him one of them had betrayed him they had turned tail and disassociated from them have you ever lost a friend or maybe been the source of the death of a friendship because you said something like dude you are just the worst right now what are you doing Have you ever betrayed someone who is close to you or been betrayed by a broken promise? How long does it take to build back that trust, that affection, right? It takes years and years of love and affection to build up what maybe you frittered away in a moment of anger or an act of betrayal, that's what the disciples are experiencing. How could Jesus be alive and everything be okay when we totally wrecked this relationship? Jesus was crucified, died, and buried, and the relationship broken. On Easter Sunday morning, we remember that God's power is infinitely greater than any of those things. Some of us on Good Friday took small shards of wood and wrote on them something that is wrong in our life, something that is not the way it's supposed to be, somewhere that we're stuck, somewhere where something is broken, and we laid those things at the foot of the cross. You will notice that they are now gone, and the cross is wrapped in white And here we are on a beautiful morning, and God is whispering to all of us, if you trust me with the raw materials of what is currently wrong with this world, currently wrong with you, currently wrong with your life, if you allow it to go to the cross with Jesus, if you allow it to go down into the grave with Jesus, it will by my power, says God, rise up with Jesus, changed and healed, redeemed and transformed. What looks like sickness today will look totally different on the other side of the grave. What looks like just wreckage today will look totally different if it goes down to Jesus in the grave and rises up with him again. What looks like disease and death and just wasting away today will will one day by God's grace look totally different if it goes to the cross and to the grave and with Jesus rises again. Is there enough hope within you that can trust that God can do that, even with the stuff of your life? I would love if on every Easter Sunday morning, God just snapped his finger and all of our slates got wiped and washed clean. But life is hard to bring into being. Sometimes healing can happen quickly. Don't get me wrong. God does miracles. But more often, God is in it for the long run. He has a long-range plan, not just for this life, but for all eternity to heal and mend and restore and make everything that is currently wrong righter than right. Do you have enough hope in you on a morning like this that can trust God with all of the circumstances of your life. For my part, I stand in a long line of people that says, Lord, I believe. (laughs) I believe the women who are there at the tomb. I believe the thousands of years of witnesses who have seen the signs that resurrection and change is possible. And God, today, count me in that long company of people who sees and hears and believes that he is risen. As a sign of this, that God is in it with you in the long run, and that you want to participate in the long run with Jesus, we're going to come to his table. If you receive these elements, invite you to open them up now. If you're at home uh, to find some bread and crimson drink, The band is going to share a song with you. Um, We're going to sing a little bit, and then I will guide us in the eating of the bread. Then we'll sing a little bit more, and I'll guide us in the drinking of the wine as we remember the living body and resurrected blood of our risen Lord.